This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. So we just got back from three, four cities, and traveling in India is always an adventure. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to share about how we do things and the challenges of traveling with small kids in India and finding places of solace and rest. (laughs) Yeah. So what have you been doing today and how do you recover from a trip like that? I don't know. I'm still learning how to recover from trips, especially in India, where um, there's a long list of things you have to do when you get back. So you have to jump right back in. But it was good to have a Sunday off. We usually take Sunday as a Sabbath day, off day. So that was good. But yeah, it seems like there's a lot on our plate uh, this week. So we're jumping right back in into the swing of things make a to-do list and took a nap did you take a nap yesterday not really didn't really get a chance to do that we have small kids naps are uh you know not really a thing Mm -hmm. that we get to do what all places did we go in the last two weeks so we went to uh rajasthan which is a pretty popular tourist destination in india for foreigners um, it is increasingly becoming a destination for Indians as well, but um, definitely for foreigners. When when a lot of Americans or Westerners come to India, they tend to go to Agra, Jaipur, and Delhi. Um, Golden Triangle. Golden Triangle. Yeah, so we got to go to Rajasthan specifically. Fortunately, we didn't go to Jaipur, even though it's probably a nice place. And I've been there when I was uh, younger, but um, uh, yeah, but we went to Udaipur and Pushkar. Pushkar yeah. is a smaller town, and Udaipur is a larger city in India, in Rajasthan. So both of those were just amazing. And the way to get to Pushkar is through Delhi to Ajmer. So we also hit those two cities. Yeah, Pushkar and Ajmer are like twin cities. Twin uh, Ajmer is a lot bigger than Pushkar. Pushkar, I think, is a population of twenty three thousand people, and Ajmer is like maybe like seven lakh people, which is like seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was great. We stayed with a friend in Pushkar. He even sent us a um, driver to the railway station mm-hmm. in Ajmer. In Ajmer, who could pick us up, and um, surprising yeah. that Pushkar was a little bit on the hill. There's a hilly area. I wasn't expecting hills in Pushkar. I, I thought it was just like hippie town of some religious thing, but it is much more than that. It is hills. It's 
natural beauty. It has camels. It has, you know, little, little oasis of desert, which we enjoyed a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the place where we stayed at, it was like a botanical, it was like a nursery. It was nursery, like plant nursery. And uh, it was quite beautiful. Pushkar is not that easy to get to. We had to go, you know, through Delhi. Then we had to fly to Delhi from where we live in India. And then we had to take... Did we fly to Ajmer? We took a train. We took an early train to uh, to Ajmer, which the trains in India are like, you know, the the ones we like to take are early, early in the morning so they don't get really delayed. And, uh, you know, it's it's best practice to go on the IRCTC website and see like how late the trains typically are, if they have a good record for being on time, and you're really good at figuring all yeah, that stuff out. Yeah, you have to go out. on a couple of other websites where mm-hmm. it tells you trainman.com is not a good one. Mm-hmm. So I would check on trainman.com. The train you are interested in, you're looking at, does that usually get super late or not? The trains uh, we chose, uh, even though they were good trains, still got late by an hour or two at one point. So um, you, can't, yeah, you just have to be you aware can't of just, that. You can't just like book a train in India and expect that, oh yeah, it'll get me there like within an hour or two. No, you have to do a lot more research and, and preparation than that. And when we were on the train, was that that train where where we were getting ready to get off and there was um, there was like a huge rat that went crawling between, you know, between the cars and... Yeah, there are all <laughs> there's, these rats. There's rats, there's mice, I mean, there's cockroaches. Trains are not like the cleanest, um, cleanest transportation in India. Probably buses are cleaner. AC, air-conditioned buses are probably cleaner than trains. Of course, airplanes are like like any other international... Because they're all made by the same people, Boeing, Airbus, or whatever. So, and they're maintained the same way in India as well. So we have a pretty good, decent experience with the planes. The one thing I have noticed in India is that a lot of times they hold you in the bus on the runway, even though the aircraft is not mm-hmm. ready uh, mm-hmm. for pass- to receive passengers. Uh, they just will release you from the gate, from the airport gate, and then you end up standing or sitting on the runway for like 15 minutes sometime 20 minutes while mm. they clean the aircraft while they still are working on cleaning the aircraft which is not fun it's a pain um, they they should just not let you go from the gate rather than make you wait on the runway yeah so. that's totally annoying if you're coming from abroad then it's probably the best idea to stay in delhi for a couple of days and then go to pushkar and you would take a train to go to ajmer and then from Ajmer, Ajmer doesn't really have that nice feel that Pushkar has. Ajmer is just like any other Indian city. But there is one thing in Ajmer that a lot of people go see mm. is that uh, Darga. Darga is like um, Sufi Saints Memorial Ground. It's one of the most mm-hmm. famous. And this one was uh, this was uh, Nizamuddin Chitta Kya Namta. Yeah. Moinuddin. Moinuddin. Moinuddin Khwaja. Khwaja. Moinuddin Khwaja. Nizamuddin kya Yeah. Confused ho gai. I got Nizamuddin is in Delhi. Yes, sorry. There is another. Moinuddin Khwaja, which is, yeah. uh, which was like, has become really popular among people of many different religious backgrounds because of the whole revolution of the popularity of Jalaluddin Akbar, the 
king who was a follower of this certain saint and made many visits to the Durga. And now this movie came out in, I don't know, a few years ago, Jodak, but and more people that aren't even that re- interested in history or religion became aware of this yeah. basically, saint. So it's Hindus, became really popular. Basically, Hindus only interact with Islam in Sufism. Mm-hmm. There is no other interaction or like very limited interaction. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe Hindu people or Hindus go to someone's house and Eid or meet other Muslims in their homes. But outside of that, religious interaction is limited to Sufi saints. Going to Sufi saints um, gravesite or these memorial grounds where mm-hmm. you can pray. Uh, there is this sheet it's not a bed sheet. It's just like a big sheet, green sheet that you buy and you buy the flowers and you lay this sheet on top of the gravesite. Uh, because gravesites normally are decorated. They're this holy site. There's the holy ground. And most Hindus go and pray there just the, the way they would pray to their individual gods or uh, goddesses in their own worldview. So that sort of aligns with the Hindu worldview. That's why it is the most common and seamless practice that Hindus have with Sufi saints, memorial grounds. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I guess I expected it to be a little more weird. I'd never been to a Durga before, but it was totally normal. I mean, people weren't even put off that we were foreigners because we went with our Korean friends as well. And so... I mean, you look like you fit right in, but I, you know, with myself being a white person and then uh, Korean friends, people really, nobody cared at all. I mean, people were just, no, there were other, it was totally normal. It was totally normal. And that was really nice just to be able to kind of observe and not be, have undue attention or anything. That was nice. It felt, it felt good that to be able to observe and see what was going on. So I was surprised that um, it felt so much like a temple to me, the way that people behaved that yes, there are people kind of sitting around, which is unlike a temple in India and listening to the Sufi music. There were some uh, musicians there playing some Kawali type Sufi music. Yeah, you just have to watch out for the uh, people who are yeah. touting for money or <clears throat> mm-hmm. people who are soliciting uh, for cash to be given for different donations and yeah. such. You yeah. don't have to give. You might just want to buy something in the very beginning, like flowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're not religious, then, you know, of course you don't have to do it. I bought it because, you know, out of respect, I didn't really go there to pray. But uh, but I did go there to pay my respects. And um, so I did buy some flowers that allowed us to leave our shoes mm-hmm. and our strollers at the flower shop. This yes. is how it works in India. Uh, outside, your shoes have to be left outside. Mm-hmm. And one way to do that is to pay the flower guy, buy the flowers from them, and they will just store the shoes for you. Yeah. So this is a common practice here. Uh, but you don't have to give money to different guys or um, people that ask for you. And also, like if you are going to receive help to sh- go in the front of the line um, through some person, religious person, who may offer you that service that I will, you don't have to wait in line, that they will just bypass you, the line for you, then they will just definitely ask for a donation at the end of that. And it might be a lot more than you are And then it might be like... Expecting. Yeah, like $20 <laughs> or whatever, which is a lot. That's ridiculous for um, here, yeah. So, yeah. So, But otherwise, it was an okay experience if you want to yeah. see... 
uh, Islamic religious uh, Sufi tourism, Sufi pilgrimage site, then it's a good place to go. They also have some sweet stores outside that mm. you can try. Different stuff. It's a pretty popular sweet stuff. I forget the name right now, but you yeah. can try different things. Uh, we also went to this Jain temple. Yeah. Jain temple, which was like made of gold. It it was all covered in glass. You could You could climb up into this structure and you can see the golden it had like a model of yeah, um, a model, like a it, yeah. was it Mahashmati? no not Mahashmati. it was it was a model of the thing from uh, i'm sorry i'm remembering Mahashmati because it, my our kid was like oh it looks like bahubali oh. which is Mahashmati. oh yeah um i'm not remembering right now what's it called of uh, from mahabharat oh city joanna ayodhya ayodhya thank you ayodhya oh, yeah. It was a model of Ayodhya. When one thing I found interesting is there was not a single woman in Ayodhya. They were all like models of men, which I thought was kind of irritating. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, the new uh, serials on TV and stuff are much more inclusive of women. And they show the role of women and all this stuff. But it was kind of funny. It was like model yeah. were all men on horses and elephants and whatever. So then, okay, so then that's about Ajmer. It pretty much covers it for Ajmer. Yeah. Pushkar. Pushkar we, was we much more pleasant. We pretty much went to Pushkar for three things. We went to, we had some work there. We had a training we were involved in there that we were helping with. So for that. And then other than that, we went just to kind of enjoy the peace and quiet. We heard it's a really peaceful and beautiful city. And hippie shops, Western food. And good coffee. That's pretty much what we are looking for since we live in India. And these are things that you don't Western necessarily food get. Everywhere. Limited number of Western food. Yeah. Don't don't get your high, you know, yeah. hopes too high. Right. Yeah. It's not like it's, it's, for us. It's 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 a treat uh, living where we live and to go to a town or a city where it caters to the foreign clientele, Apple which pie. means <laughs> affordable foreign food. Yeah. Because you could get. A lot of westernized food in five-star hotels here. Right. But you will also be paying more than you would even pay in America. But th this place was like, you know, a lot of Israelis and other Western people come here. So we're talking about falafel, falafel sandwiches for like $2 or $3. Mm -hmm. and, um, and coffee for a dollar or two, you know. And there were lots of like coffee machines, which mm -hmm. are not very popular here. The people usually just drink Nescafe powdered coffee or they would just drink chai or green tea, occasionally that too. Um, but yeah, chai is the most popular drink in India, as you all probably already know. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was it was really nice. There was hardly any honking. None. Uh, there were a lot of cows and, and stray dogs, but a they lot. seemed to be pretty nice and friendly. They, they didn't really seem to be any... Um, any issues with that. nuisance yeah they were yeah. except just the cow poo everywhere which is anywhere you go where there are a lot of cows yeah. you're gonna have to deal with a lot of mess in the street yeah that's just every evening small in pushkar every evening in pushkar there is a little thing they do where they beat some drums and it's like nagara it's called nagara mm -hmm. it's like the traditional rajasthani drums and that goes on for probably for 30 minutes and then some people come in, you know, like the tourists, foreigners especially, will d dance. I saw some Indian tourists dancing. They'll just like enjoying themselves as the sun set across from the pond there. Mm -hmm. 
and there was arti going on at the Brahma Mandir, the Brahma temple, the, and the main temple in Pushkar, which a lot of people go. It's not see. a big arti like Varanasi or no. Haridwar does, but it, it is mm-hmm. still arti and um, worth seeing. It's very nice, beautiful yeah. sunset. We also went to what's the mandir, the Savitri Mandir, on the top of the mountain. Yeah, this and is Brahma God. Um, Brahma is one of the three gods uh, in in within Hindu tri-god system. So it's Shiva, Vishnu, and then Brahma. And Brahma's temple is in Pushkar. And uh, he had two wives. And both of his wives are on two different mountains. The temples for both of the his wives are on two um, temples opposite of each other. So we went to one of the temples where there is a cable car going up. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That was pretty nice. Good, great view of the city. Great view of Pushkar. And then camel ride, of course. Yeah, ride. yeah. So I think that the that temple was really beautiful to see, just the view, and you can see the town and the desert around it, and just kind of spotting, you know, the camel uh, carts going through the city. You can see them all the way from the top of the mountain, which is really fun. Yeah, you just have to keep really close eye. We have small kids, so we'd keep a really close eye on them. They're, of course, like most temples temple towns or smaller towns and eat a lot of monkeys and langurs. Um, so you have to watch out for that because even when we were there, we saw some girl with chips. She had opened a bag of chips and you're like, oh, why did you do that? And of course, the langur attacked her and grabbed it out of her hand. And it's just, just like everywhere in India. You haven't li- you haven't really experienced India until a monkey steals something from your hand. So <laughs> that was a nice experience, though, going up to the top. And then the camel ride. Okay, this is the thing that Pushkar is known for is the camels and the desert and mm. and yeah. besides the, so the temple and stuff. Smaller extent Jaisalmer. Yeah, smaller. Jaisalmer than... is the real desert. Yeah. Like if you don't want to go all the way to the real desert but still experience some desert, then Pushkar would be. Would yeah, be... it's not in the deep, deep, no. deep Thar desert. It's like on the edge. It's still kind of, you know, it's a city of like 20, 27,000 people. So. Still stuff to do, but it's not in the deep, deep heart of the desert. It did feel like desert, though. I mean, our hands and everything arid. were, like, cracking, and our kids yeah. both got windburn on their face just from, like, yeah. being super dry. I, I didn't expect that at all. I was like, what? Super dry here. It was super cold in our house. Oh, man. We staying oh, really? And there was limited hot water throughout the day, and it was... It was, it was, it was good, but it, it was definitely... I wasn't was prepared basic. for that. Yeah. So the camel rides were the sh- highlight, I think, of maybe for me, like the whole trip, because I love exercising. I love doing fun kind of like physical activity and animals. And I love that kind of stuff. So we booked a little cart thing where they take you, The someone takes you out into the desert where the camel's pulling the cart and you yeah. can, you, one person can ride on the camel and like everyone else one, sits in the back. Usually you pay like, uh, I think it's like 1,000 rupees. Mm-hmm. Or is it 2,000 rupees? Somewhere in that range. Yeah, like 2,000 rupees mm-hmm. to get on one of these things and go. There's one camel and there's a cart and the camel has two humps. So you can each, two people can, could potentially sit. Yeah, but because adults. there was a cart, they didn't want two people to sit on the camel. That's too much anyway. load. So, And one thing I learned is that they only have male camels do this. Because as the as the as I was asking about the camels and stuff, the the guy who was um, our driver of the camel or utchalanewala whatever, he said that uh, ham utni 
एकदम अलग रखते हैं उठनी दूसरा जगह में रख हम दूसरा शहर में रखते हैं ऐसे क्यों है क्योंकि ऊँट जब उठने को देखते हैं एकदम पागल हो जाते हैं फीमेल कैमल दे गो क्रेजी एंड दे वोट वर्क इज वी टोल मी सो आई वॉज लाइक आओ राइट दैट इज कैन एंड आई नोटिस दैट ऑल ऑफ द कैमल्स दैट देड पुलिंग दर्ट्स वर मेल विच इट नेवर थॉट अबाउट बिफोर सो दैट वॉज फन एंड वी टुक इस आउट टू द डेजर्ट टू यू नो दे हैव लिटल स्टॉल सेट अप वेर देर द बंजारा पीपल द बंजारा द जिप्सीज who do this kind of work take care of the camels and play the traditional music dancing and wear the yeah all the gypsies actually came out of Rajasthan and the whole world like roma roma people in finland or romanians mm-hmm. um other other roma people in europe they all came from Rajasthan though their reputation is not very good in many european countries but we know they all did come out of india a long time ago so these people are kind of upholding a lot of traditions but many of them are really poor um which is kind of sad to see a lot of these people were in a way this is what they do for a living is they just you know kind of show their culture they dress you up in the clothes and it felt a little bit weird because it's like oh yeah i'm kind of objectifying your culture by wearing this this you know your rajasthani traditional clothes but i don't know it's like everybody does it so it and it's kind of like it's it's kind of odd because people actually still wear that kind of stuff today it's not like the old time western photos that we take in the us where it's remembering a time that's past it's like no this is a time that actually still exists people still do this and so i don't know i felt a little weird doing that but i was also really curious to see how it would how it would feel and look and and to experience their you know the way that they do life and then after that we went to the deeper part of the desert not to like a few minutes down the road and we watched the sunset which was absolutely gorgeous and listened to some of the music the traditional rajasthani music and it was a little bit like is this dignifying to the people to do this are they really able this is a valid way to uphold their culture is it kind of like they're just entertaining tourists in a cheap way i don't know it it felt for us it felt incredible to get to hear the music and see the people and and you know we did obviously give them money for their efforts but i don't know what did you, what do you think about that did you have any thoughts yeah it just doesn't feel very natural because you know if if you want to really get any other work done you'll have to leave pushkar or that area and go somewhere else to find job in a factory or construction or whatever because there's not a whole lot happening in pushkar besides just tourism and restaurants and cafes so for these banjara people it seems like if they're not doing any cultivation cultivating land or agro based work then they will have to just sell their cultural things like music or mm-hmm. their clothes and if tourists that what that's what they think Rajasthan is then they will then they have sort of figured out a niche market for that and they sort of provide that for people and they probably make decent money at I think it's probably highly seasonal but they they do make a lot of money doing this but I just wanted to give a few good places to go to in Pushkar I mean you can always do the search on TripAdvisor or whatever there are lots of places where you could eat uh, definitely try some local stuff I I noticed that only few foreigners try anything local so what what I mean by that is 
go to a shop where you don't see a lot of foreigners. They may not speak any English, but it seems like there's a lot of places with that sell hot milk. Not a lot of tourists were trying that necessarily, but they keep them in a big kadhai or big pot, uh, and they, they usually start that in the evening. So I have one of those milk things. It's kind of different, something different. They sell hot milk. It's not something that you find in Western countries. Uh, also, there are some sweets you could try. There was one place we went to that was really cool. What is that place uh, right beside where we were staying? The coffee shop? Seventh Heaven. Six, so is it Sixth some, Sense, Seventh Heaven. Sixth Sense, Heaven. That beautiful. The ambiance was yeah. amazing. It was a nice house, you know, these, these older homes called Havelis, and they turned them into guest houses. That seemed like a pretty cool place. And we also went to this pizza place, pizzeria. There were a couple of pizza places there that were decent. Il Forneo or something like that. I don't El know. Forne, I'm probably yeah. mispronouncing the Italian there. I don't know. As far as buying things is concerned, you can buy, um, like you know, like anything. lots of these hippie clothes, bags. Uh, lots Bedsheet, of items for yoga decorations, mat, yeah. Jewelry, I don't know, Ayurvedic stuff, stones, that's all available. Yeah. Silver. Yeah, but those are not, know. it's more like antique silver, not real silver, like Indian people use necessarily. A lot mm-hmm. of this is just a niche market for only for foreigners. Mm-hmm. Indians will usually not buy those things. As it, Indian tourism grows, um, more and more stuff is being sold to everyone. I mean, I think we will cover the Udaipur. We also went to Udaipur, the, another city, uh, about six hours from Pushkar. And this is a city of like lake, city of city of palaces, mm-hmm. royalty. So we can cover that on another episode. But yeah. Pushkar was really nice, relaxing place. Yeah. We stayed at Raghav Resort, is what it's called. It's also a nursery, Bande Nursery. And that was a lovely place. It had yeah, beautiful, like botanical garden. It's pretty basic as far as accommodations, like you said. It the rooms are basically just have like a bed and a night table and a bathroom, an Indian style bathroom. We stayed there because our friends were actually yeah. renting long term yeah. housing from them. <laughs> did I did we did have one kind of oops moment where so you know it was a little bit of a cultural clash, and I can see why this happened, but. Our kids are being raised in India where it's kind of loud and they can kind of run free and be kids when they're at home. And even in public places, it's kind of acceptable just to like be wild and noisy. And so we were not I I feel bad because we were not really being as aware of that. Like we didn't I didn't really have my Western hat on. I was just kind of letting our kids run around in the guest house. And it's an open Haveli type thing so open in the center so the sound goes right up and there were a bunch of people staying upstairs most Mm. notably a really grouchy old swiss couple i understand we were in the wrong but this one woman came and like screamed at our at our four-year-old which i was pretty angry about at first but i realized that you know she's probably coming from the west western country ability to listen to loud sounds and not get irritated just not just her toleration it was not there for listening to a lot of loud noises especially kids screaming and running around so she's coming here to relax and then here's this annoying couple with these loud kids like wrecking her vacation like okay i get it you know (laughs) so but i also you know the what 
Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of a cultural. I I feel that there's a cultural element beside behind almost any conflict. That's just kind of my bent. But I felt bad because there wasn't a lot of privacy. We had to anytime we wanted to go into the kitchen or where our friends were staying, we had to cross through the public space. So it was good for them because they have a very quiet child, but our kids are not like that. So I felt a little bad, but I, I just didn't have my Western hat on, I, I suppose, of thinking that, oh, I'm interacting with Western people. I need to behave in a kind of Western way. I was just kind of letting my kids do what they usually do here. So the grounds were beautiful at this place, Bundy Nursery. They had peacocks that came every evening into the trees and there were a bunch of parrots, green parrots and birds just everywhere. It was absolutely gorgeous, very quiet for India. Um, the only honking you really hear were like, were the trucks that would make the funky noises like the you know <laughs> that are hauling goods on the highway. But other than that, cars don't really honk. There are a lot of the city there's just cars can't get inside the gullies. Just is what it is. It's a pretty quiet town. A lot of people walking, scooters, motorcycles, whatnot. But anything else, honey, you want to add about Pushkar? That's about it. We went to this German bakery, which was mm. interesting, I guess. It was just out of a house, private house, that this guy who had lived in Germany, Indian person. Oh, who had lived super in Germany. nice person. Yeah. He b- bakes these breads and then he serves it to the tourists pretty much as like, Okay, you can just show up and he will just put out some mat for you and some chairs and tables on his roof. And he will just serve you some bread that you want mm-hmm. from his house. Cookies, whatever. But uh, it's a pretty low-key place. That's what I think I enjoyed the most, the laid-backness yes. of it all. And no one is in a super hurry. Everyone is, you know, it's tourist town. Um, and sometimes we need that away from the hustle bustle of cities and um, and we talked to a couple of foreigners and they even said that they went to Pushkar because it was laid back and uh, and they didn't they had heard about other towns in India and they're just like okay no we thought this would be the right pace for us so we sort of mixed it up so if you if you, if you want to go to a place that's a little bit less uh, chaotic and a bit more relaxed, a bit more laid back than Delhi and Agra and Varanasi and all these other places, then I would say Pushkar would be, should be at the top of your list. Mm. Yeah. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention, it's a dry city. Um, there were a few places no that you could probably find alcohol if you wanted it. But and it's illegal. It's illegal. Illegally sold. Yeah. But yeah, but you can get beer and such. But basically... Uh, it is most restaurants inside Pushkar do not serve uh, chicken. Yeah, and it's totally milk. vegetarian. And could you even get eggs there in the know. restaurants? I don't remember if you get it or not. But where we were eggs. staying at our guest house, it was completely strict vegetarian. No eggs, absolutely no meat of any kind. Yeah, compared to Delhi, but, it is definitely less all over Rajasthan. Yeah, it was pretty strict. And in the people that we're the guest house we were staying with, the these folks, um, they even don't eat uh, onion and garlic. So that was interesting. They had a separate kitchen set up outside for food to be made with onion and garlic, which was really interesting. That's a, a more very strict vegetarian in India. That's those are two things that are considered to like warming of the body, just like increase your sexual desire or whatever. So a lot of people don't eat it, which no, that's the makes reason, the f- only reason. It's that's not the only reason, that, but that's what people besides, say. 
Well, that's not the only reason because it has to be other reasons. Like when you, they they tend to avoid vegetables that are grown inside the ground. That's true. Because bugs and stuff can yeah. get killed during Jainism the cultivation. Jainism is about that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was a good good place, and we we really enjoyed it. I don't know if we'll go back or ever or not, but it was a nice place. Well, since my our friends were um, there. And uh, I highly encourage anyone who's coming to India for a longer time and mm-hmm. or have already come to India a few times and have seen other places but have not come to Pushkar. Mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage you to go to Pushkar. Yeah. People seem to be very open and want in to foreigners and just not only foreigners, but even people from different parts of India that want to explore. People are very simple there. It's not like people are, didn't seem very greedy or yeah. like trying to rip you off really bad. It, yeah, the prices that was, seemed reasonable. Yeah, that seemed kind of nice that people weren't totally jaded against that. But there wasn't a lot of staring or anything either. It was just felt like really interesting, mm-hmm. laid back, easy experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, till next time.